Hello, this is Udo Dirkscheider of UDO and you are watching CMS TV. Aiken presents and I of course am Chris Aiken and it's getting more and more frequent that I get to interview bands that I absolutely love and last week I interviewed Seven Dust one of my all-time favorites this time I'm interviewing another band that like Seven Dust does not get one-tenth of the attention that they deserve they're, they have a brand new release coming out September the 29th called Screaming at the Sky. The band is Blackstone Cherry and here to talk all about it is the guitars of the band Mr. Ben Wells. Ben how are you sir? Good, man. Thank you. How are you? I'm good, man. It's great to talk to you, and it's great to talk screaming at the sky, man. It's it's from what I've heard, and I have not heard all of it yet, as I told you right before we started, but the songs that you've given us so far, it's Blackstone Cherry. It, it is what yeah. you guys do. It's it's a little heavier, maybe, than, than some of the other stuff, but it's clearly just what you do. Yeah, uh, this album definitely is... Um a heavier album i think coming out of a pandemic and and just different personal changes and this this and that i think we had a lot to get off our chest lyrically and and musically we had a lot we wanted to say this time around and um yeah so the the songs just kind of went that direction and we just went with them absolutely man well it's it, from what i've heard everything just sounds great your your playing is just super amped up man it's like it's like you i don't know how to explain i i've always thought that you guys as somebody that's seen you guys play you guys are different live than on record on record i mean the songs still sound familiar but they're way heavier live and yeah. for for one of the first times i think you really captured that live vibe with what you're doing here on screaming at the sky well it sounds good and things like that but yeah when you see when you see us live it's a different experience and i think they do take on a different um feeling the songs because we have all this energy behind us um and that's all coming off the stage so um that's something we take a lot of pride in is you know, bringing that energy every time we, we play live so i appreciate that but yeah you know um we wrote this album uh on the back of a tour bus all last year everything was fresh and i think the reason why it is as energetic sounding and as heavy sounding is normally when we write an album we'll be like not in tour mode we're in right. studio and writing mode this time um because we wrote it while we were on tour, we were playing the shows, had all that energy, and we, we brought that energy back to the bus with us. And we, we turned that into writing songs. So we were able to feel like every night 
what songs that we were playing, what songs are going over with audiences, what songs get gets people going. And that sort of kind of inspired a lot of the music behind this, this record. Sure. Now, when you guys do write, do you always try to write with the live, the intention of playing each song live? I mean, do, yes. do you do do that? Yeah, yeah, but that's important for us because we we do anyway. We don't want to make an album that has like two songs that we play live and the rest of them are just sitting on there because we don't believe in the, the filler albums. We want to make songs. We go into it with each each song on each album with the intention of it being a a release, you know, a, a single in its own regards. It has its own legs, right? And um, yeah, and we always think about subconsciously like, hey, let's not let's not get too over it. It's hard. Sometimes you get in a studio and you want to put a bunch of stuff on it. You know what I mean? It's like, mm -hmm. which is fun to do if it makes the song better, but we always are conscious to go, we still have to perform this live and we don't use any tracks live. So it still has to sound like us on the record. And especially when we play it in front of an audience. Sure. And you know, with that, you know, it's one of the, the unique things about you guys is that on the, the occasions, the, the rare occasions that you kind of have done stuff that, probably doesn't go super well with the rest of your set. I'll, I'll throw my favorite tune you ever did the Rambler as an example, yeah. probably would not go super well in the live set that you normally do, but clearly when you guys go that direction, it seems like somebody has a real purpose behind the writing that kind of yeah. outweighs that. Is that accurate? Yeah. And I, we used to do that song live actually. Um, okay. first, like in 2016, 17, we would kind of break the set down in the middle and do that. Uh, just because it was such a special song, you know. Um, but I mean, we never want to sacrifice a song if we know something is special and needs to be acoustic driven or needs to be more ballad esque. We never want to sacrifice it and go, well, it's not going to make sense live, so let's make it like this. It, the song has to dictate what what it needs to be, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I think for this record in particular, most of the songs just dictated to be really aggressive and really in your face, you know, even the couple ballad S songs like raindrops on a rose and who, well, you haven't heard those yet, but there's a couple of songs on there that are kind of middle of the road songs, but even they're still pretty driving. You know, the whole record is a freight train from start to finish. Very good, man. Well, dude, obviously, you know, I guess it's not current, not super new news anymore, but you did have a member change. A little bit back with uh steve jewel coming in and he's been in the yeah. band for a little while now how did did his coming in change not only the creative process but the touring process as well as far as learning a new guy learning his idiosyncrasies learning his habits you know how yeah. did the band change when you brought in you know a new guy we were really fortunate that we have known steve for years um he's from the same town we are Okay. And he's always been around, you know, like he was in a band called Otis that used to open up for us. Okay. Um, so Steve's always been around, you know what I mean? That was, mm -hmm. we, it was a really, it was a blessing that he was the guy that came to fit, to, to step up to the, to the base. Because if we had to find somebody that we didn't know, it would be a, that would be, I guess a struggle for us just because we've been together and we, for so long. Um, but luckily Steve's cut from the same quilt we are and he drinks the same water we do. And it was just like, he fit right in. And, you know, because he didn't have to fit in. I think the only learning curve with him was just now just he's in the band with us versus just being a friend, you know, um, which I mean, we're always friends first. But um, it just it was, it was a natural process. And, and uh, he is so talented and he, he's brought the music abilities up in this band and an extra level just because he's just a really smart guy. And uh, he has a, a heart and a passion for music and it's inspiring. So it's been a great thing. 
Sure. Was it was it important for you guys when when you first made the change to get somebody from Kentucky that that kind of grew up the same way as you guys did and that you know you you clearly have similar similar experiences just if for nothing else that you y'all kind of grew up in the same place was that important yeah i think so i mean you know at first he was just coming in to fill in for some shows because he was the only guy that we knew that could be able to do it because you know we knew he could learn the songs really quickly and then uh yeah he ended up you know being the bass player in the band and you know, like I said, we're all from the same area, and I think that has a lot to say. We we speak the same language, so to speak. So it's important for us to keep that that we're all from the same area vibe intact, and um, we all we all laugh at the same things, and we all know, right. you know, we all have the same chemistry going on. If that makes any sense. Sure, absolutely. Well, since we're talking Kentucky, uh, the press release made a big deal about this. I'll ask you. Um, you guys recorded at at one of the one of the better known venues in Kentucky at the Plaza, uh, the yeah. Plaza theater. Why was that location so important or so special for you guys? It's our hometown theater. And we, we do our uh, biannual charity Christmas shows there. We've been doing them there for several years and we oh, it's just a really special place to us. And the Plaza theater um, has been through some ups and downs. And thankfully now it's, you know, um, it still has com has community support behind it. It was built in 1934. Just a beautiful room. We love it. And um, when it came time to record, we knew we had to have a place for the drums. You know, you can do oh. guitars and vocals anywhere now with sure. technology. Sure. But the drums, we knew we had to be special. And um, we had the idea to rent out the Plaza Theater and set the drums up and see what was going to happen. So at first, it was a kind of a... a, a a shot in the dark we didn't know how it was going to record you know right. we knew the room sounded great but how, how's it going to be so we brought in a bunch of recording gear set it up in the basement ran cables upstairs and set set john fred's uh, drums up on a stage and um as soon as we heard them back we were just blown away they, they're thunderous sounding um so it was just really cool and to be able to sit back in that room and watch him track the drum to the into an empty theater was really something special and and kind of cool and uh, it, it means a lot to me personally because I live in Glasgow where the theater is that we're <laughs> able to to do the album locally here. And, um, you know, I know it means a lot to the theater as well because it was the first we're the, it's been the first time a band's ever recorded any music in there. So it's really cool. With with you guys having so much civic pride, which you guys obviously do, you know, you you named an album Kentucky, for God's sake. So, you know, you guys clearly where your influence or where you came from on your sleeve. I live in Cleveland, same sort of a town, you know, Cleveland is very much, yeah. you know, very you're proud. either from Cleveland or you're from anywhere else. There's no, there's no middle Right. for you guys. How does that translate to fellow Kentuckians and, and people in Glasgow and, you know, the, the local people, do they, do they hold you guys up a little bit higher as in stature because you are the hometown boys made good. I think there's, yeah, there's a lot of people here that are very proud of us for sure. You know, and that, that makes us feel really good because we love, we love our community and we, we love giving back to our community when we can. And, uh, it does feel good to be not, I don't want to say like recognized, you know, we, we don't, we don't need that, that kind of, you know, um, sure. you know, but it is, it does feel good when people say, Hey, you know, you guys are have opened some doors for other young artists in this area to give them hope that they can be from a small town and get out and do something, you know? And, um, so it is, it is special. And, um, 
something we definitely uh, don't take for granted. We, we really appreciate the fact that our community has been so supportive of us and, and they always have our backs and we have their backs. So it's a really good thing. Absolutely. Well, Ben, I'll tell you what, why don't we take a little break here, give people a taste of the new music from Screaming at the Sky. It's out on September the 29th. It's Blackstone Cherry. And I figured we'd start by uh, giving them a taste of the Nervous video. What can you tell me about the video and about the song? Yeah, uh, Nervous uh, was uh, one of the first ones we wrote for the album. And um, we wrote it in two pieces. We wrote the intro riff at one sound check and the chorus at a different sound check. And we put them together. And then uh, the video was cool. We shot it at a, like a... a, a a studio in Nashville that, that you can, this is big old building and they have different movie sets and things like that on it, which is really sick. And we spent a day uh, doing the video there and uh, it was just a lot of fun to see um, all these different scenes. And we had never done a video like this before where we had like a character in it that, you know, was kind of following his story around. So it came out great. Um, the director Kyle did an amazing job with it. And uh, yeah, it's one of my favorite videos. All right, well, let's check it out right now. This is Blackstone Cherry. It is Nervous right here on Chris Aiken Presents. That was brand new Blackstone Cherry here with the song Nervous from their new release, Screaming at the Sky, out on September the 29th. Please buy it, people. You can stream it, but please buy it. Well, Don't, I appreciate that. You know, that is that that's kind of the message of this show always is just buy something. You know, it yeah. doesn't really help you guys much if you get a zillion streams, does it? <laughs> Right. You know, you know, I mean, the only thing that can translate into a, a, a ticket and a T-shirt sale, you know, which is this is the great thing. But we definitely appreciate when people go out and, and buy the album. You know, a lot goes into this and uh, they're not cheap to make. So um, we definitely appreciate that. Absolutely. Well, um, well, Ben, uh, um, for human condition, which, you know, I, I talked to Chris and I think if, if I don't remember the timing exactly, but it was pretty close to when the pandemic started, if I'm not mistaken. And Chris was going through, he was very vocal about going through some mental health stuff. And then obviously the pandemic hits, which didn't help anybody at all with their mental right. health stuff. Right. So looking, looking back at that time, I guess I, I don't want to get into his whole thing as much as I'm curious what changes, if any, you guys did as a band not only to help him but to help all of you navigate his situation and covid and you know everything that was going on for everybody yeah i think we just we had we had each other's backs during that time because obviously it was confusing for everyone um so everybody had to find you know their 
you know, for for a minute there, everybody had to kind of find a purpose again and figure it out. You know, we enjoyed the fact that, okay, now we're home and we can just do that for a while. But then it was like, wait, I missed the feeling of playing music. We have, we, mm-hmm. you know, this has to come back at some point. So luckily for us, we were able to do some shows towards the end of 2020 that was able to scratch that itch for us and, and made us feel normal again. And uh, other than that, man, it was just, we always stayed in touch and we knew we had the album coming out at the end of that year. Right. So we were always doing something, promoting something. And um, that at least gave us some hope and something to be excited about during otherwise a very bleak time. Right. Exactly. And, and just, just the quick health question, Chris is doing okay. He's yeah. He's Chris cool. is doing good. You know, I'm very proud of him. He, uh, he, uh, obviously we all have different demons we struggle with and he's sure. very vocal about his and he, uh, he handles it like a champ, man. And I think, uh, one of his therapeutic things is music and letting that out. And, uh, you know, he's, he's really good. He, he's a strong person. That's for sure. Absolutely. Now, now, uh, Ben, uh, in the, in the middle of the pandemic somewhere, you guys also released the live at Albert Hall y'all release, which is fantastic. It's, it's just a fun release and it really catches you guys on a very up moment. In my opinion, what, how was that experience for you? Not only the performance, but obviously playing such a revered place as that. Yeah, that was uh, something that was a bucket list venue for us and something that, uh, we would cherish forever. You know, we, we'd always wanted to play there and, um, the waiting list to get on the is, is incredibly long. And the fact that we were approved to play at that venue was something that we'll never, never forget. And I had my family there, Chris had his wife there and uh, it was just a very, very special night. And that's why we wanted to record it. So we could always remember it and have it to look back on. And like I said, something that uh, we definitely put that, that crown and uh, that jewel in our crown and go, and okay, that's something right there. We can always look back and be proud of, you know, and, and thankful that we got the opportunity to do. Excellent, man. Well, since we're talking about touring, I'd imagine once the record comes out, you guys, um, you guys are going to be out there. So what are the touring plans maybe for the end of the, for the rest of the year and moving yeah. into 24? I'm going, we go to the UK next week to uh, do a headline on a festival in Wales. Okay. And then, um, we'll come back home. We're doing uh U S stuff through August and September. Then we'll go back overseas and do some underplay shows across the UK and we'll be in London when the album comes out. So that'll be a party. And then they're lining up stuff through uh, throughout the fall right now. So um, we'll see. I know they're going to keep us busy. We want to be busy. We want to be out there touring and promoting it. And uh, I'm sure that's what we're going to be doing. It's not like you guys are one of those bands that puts out a record and then sits on it. That's for sure. No, no. no. <laughs> we, we love being out there promoting it and hustling it. So I'm excited to get out there and play these new songs and, and uh, let everybody hear it. There's no doubt. Dude, I, I just got to ask, this is just a random question, but it's something I'm always curious about. What is more fun for you as a musician? Is it more fun to play your own headlining shows in front of a 10,000 people, whatever it would be, or is it more fun to get out there like in front of a Guns N' Roses at a stadium with 60,000 people? Yeah. Which is more fun for you? I mean, they're both awesome. Uh, I was just talking about this earlier um, today, but um, they both have, they're both good and bad. When you get to play your own show, you're playing to, you know, to your crowd and, and you get to play longer and you're playing your songs and you can do some deep cuts and things like that. And it's more up close and personal. Obviously, when you play the big shows, it's like when we play with guns for a hundred thousand people in England, that was, it felt like being in outer space, you know, right. um, it's, it, it was over before it started in a, in a weird way. It's like a roller coaster. Um, but, you know, you're trying to play to a mass of people. And for us, we're always looking at the people in the back of the audience, too. So, 
you there's somewhat of a disconnect there because you feel like you're not reaching them, even though you are, you know. But I think at the end of the day, something that we're always proud of is we try to give the same performance if we're in front of 500 people or 60,000. The, the people deserve deserve the same energetic Blackstone Cherry. And uh, that's something we've always tried to do. So I'm really proud of that. Yeah, absolutely, man. Well, dude, the new re- the new release, Screaming at the Sky, comes out September the 29th. Uh, it is Blackstone Cherry. And for people that want to pre-order or buy the release or buy merch or keep up with tour dates and all that, where should we send them online? That's all at BlackstoneCherry.com. Okay, well, that's easy enough. Yeah, all the info is on there on our social media, our Instagram, Facebook. Uh, we're, we're keeping everybody up to date with with what's what's where and how to get it. Excellent. Well, um, I figured, Ben, what we would do is we would wrap this one up with um, with the video for Screaming at the Sky, with the lyric video to give people yet another taste. So what can you tell me about this song to wrap it up? Yeah, it's um, it's one of my favorites on the album. Um, we chose it to be the album title and the album opener because I think it just encompasses what the record's all about, just letting go of a lot of things and tilting your head back and just screaming and letting it go. And uh I love the music on this out al- on this song, and the, the the chorus is one of my favorites, and I think it sets the tempo for the album when it when it kicks in. All right, well, let's uh, kick it in right now. This is "Screaming at the Sky." It is Blackstone Cherry from the album "Screaming at the Sky," out September the 29th. And Ben Wells, thanks for joining me so, uh, right here on Chris Hager Presents. Thank you, man. Have a great day. 